0: To another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. This is a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm Bruce Warsniak from Now Hear This Incorporated, which provides management, publicity, and related services. If I can help you with your music career, whether that's becoming a client or just simply a private one-on-one online video consultation, by all means, let me know. I have been doing so for artists across the U.S. since 2004 and would love to help you as well. Get in touch through the email address podcast at nhte.net which is also where you can write to with comments about the show. I'm always eager to hear from listeners with any feedback that you have. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who earlier this year put out the song that's playing right now and is currently working on a new album. She is part of five specials done by media and lifestyle outlet Country Rebel and last month did a string of performances across the Alabama-Florida border as part of the 37th Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival with another show coming up on December 21st in Houston. Her official YouTube channel has over one million combined video views and she has more than 16,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. She was a guest on this show close to four years ago, way back on episode 135. You've been hearing her 40th anniversary duet version of the classic You're the Reason God Made Oklahoma. Welcome back to Now Hear This Entertainment, Mary Sarah.
1: Hello, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me back.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. I was so thrilled to see you and talk to you last month at the Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival but before I ask you a question or two based on having seen you perform there, let's start by talking about the song that was just playing. How did you get the opportunity to record the duet marking the fortieth anniversary of the classic You're the Reason God Made Oklahoma?
1: Oh my gosh. Well it's um it's kind of like a I got lucky I want to say you know I I believe everything happens for a reason but I um, right before the craziness of COVID um, David and I had our last show here in Nashville um, and he was headlining the night and it was for a fundraiser and it was probably literally like the night before that I got called and asked if I wanted to just sing two songs and so I was like yeah let's do it I'd love to get on stage again you know especially especially with the craziness of everything going on. Um, And so I got up that night and sang two songs for this fundraiser. And lo and behold, David Frizzell is standing side stage, Mm. waiting for me to come off stage. And as soon as I get off, he literally wraps me in a hug. And he's like, girl, we have got to do something together. We've got Mm. to do a song together. I don't know what it is. And I'm freaking out on the inside (laughs) because I grew up. Yeah, I grew up in the Texas Opry, so my dad and I would actually sing the duet all the time, ever since I was like 10, 11 years old. So Mm. I I know the song like the back of my hand.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And. Yeah, so when he had said that, you know, it definitely got my wheels spinning, uh, thinking, well, what could we do? And I mentioned it to my dad. I said, you're not going to believe this, but David Frizzell wants to work with me. (laughs) And my dad, being the jukebox that he is, he just said, well, you know that the 40th anniversary is coming up for the song. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, what if we, I mean, we can just ask, you know, there's no harm in asking. So we asked them if they had any plans of doing something new with it for the celebration. And they had some things lined up, but not redoing the song or anything like that. And so Mm. we pitched that to them and they thought it was awesome. And it literally just all fell together so easily it was so meant to be um working with david has been absolutely incredible he is um just a class act to work with and so fun like him and i i think somewhere i don't know in our past lives or something we met or something i don't mm, know what it is yeah. we have a great connection and yeah. i love him to death he's so great
0: what a great story and i think there's also a teaching moment in there for anyone who's listening right now that is an aspiring performer because You know, all of us here in the music industry all the time, you never know who might be in the audience. You never know who might be here, there, anywhere that you might meet. And Mary, Sarah, I think that you can probably attest to the times when people have said to you, oh my gosh, we should do something together and nothing really comes of it. It's sort of a figure of speech. Sometimes the people mean it and and they're well-intentioned and just for whatever reason, nothing ever comes of it. And lo and behold, here's a time when it's like, no, there are times when you always have to bring your A game because there are times when it's really going to turn into something fantastic, as was the case here, where you just thought you were going to this fundraiser, and sure, I'll do two songs, and it'll be wonderful. I'm always going to bring my, my best, and it's going to be great to perform again, but oh my gosh, look what this turned into, even though I thought it was, quote-unquote, just a fundraiser where I'm doing two songs
1: yeah well no you're definitely right on that fact of just every opportunity is an opportunity that's the thing and you can't look at it as anything less um, so to always be and, and that's the thing about doing a lot of practicing behind the scenes and stuff and that's where it really counts um, is the behind the scenes of just always kind of being ready mm. for an on the spot moment like that wow. just in case you know you just never know and uh, that was definitely one of those no- moments and you're right here especially here in Nashville you get people all the time that are like, well, let's work together. Let's do something. And it's just kind of a nonchalant saying, but sometimes it does happen. And the thing about that was, is sometimes you have to come up with the idea and ask, and that's what we did. You know, mm. they didn't, they didn't have the idea to redo the song or anything like that. It was our idea, and we came and we pitched it to them. So not being afraid to, you know, ask as well um, to make things happen like that, um, I think is a, a lesson in itself too.
0: Yeah, there's a good point in there that Mary Sarah just made which is keep your wheels turning because if you say that to someone else hey we should do something sometime and the person says yeah what did you have in mind you better have something in mind so you don't get caught in oh i was just kind of saying it and i didn't expect them to take me up on it
1: yeah we totally totally yeah keeping the wheels spinning is always a good thing
0: so with regards to you're the reason god made oklahoma as much as mary sarah like any artist should sit here and say go listen to that song I am going to back it up, too, and recommend that you make time to go listen to that song, especially since I didn't play it in its entirety. It has dawned on me that if you heard other people telling you about Sentrance and the products that they make instead of just me on the show every week, you might be moved to take action, just like me saying, don't just take Mary Sarah's word on it. Go listen to that song. I have been telling you that I have been using a unit made by Sentrance as both my audio interface and my handheld recorder. But check this out. You've heard me say that they make a very similar unit for musicians called the Mixer Face. Jake Morelli, he's a guitarist who has played with Quincy Jones, Ed Sheeran, and Bruno Mars, uses the Mixer Face, and he says, quote, Highest quality preamps in a very slim package and fairly affordable as well, end quote. Larry Mitchell, a guitarist who has played with Tracy Chapman, Billy Squire, Rick Okasik, uses it too, and says, quote, Mixer Face is great for people like myself who live stream to Facebook and YouTube, end quote. Do yourself and your audience a favor. Invest in the tools you're using for your audio. For my audience, there is a special offer. Go to my show website, nhte.net, and click on the Mixer Face ad. It's in the right-hand column on desktop, or scroll way down near the bottom on mobile to see it. Click there, ad. And when you order from Sentrance, they will not only give free U.S. shipping, but when you put in the code BRUCE, you'll get a free watertight accessory case to carry your mixer face in. Mary, Sarah, we were talking about your 40th anniversary duet for You're the Reason God Made Oklahoma. And on your official YouTube channel, there's a behind-the-scenes video shot during the, the recording of that song. As much as I occasionally will ask a guest about their degree of nervousness in certain situations. How did you feel in the studio then? Because a, there were a lot of people in the studio. B it is a classic song. C there were cameras in there shooting that behind the scenes video. And D I'm pretty sure that you were pregnant then too. So was it stressful? And if so, how does a performer overcome all of that? So as to deliver the best performance,
1: you know, that's such a great question. Um, I think what I have learned to do and I am, I, if anyone gets to know me, I am definitely a perfectionist and I stress, I have like a lot of stress with things when it comes to that, of Mm. things not being perfect. And, um, I've really, really learned to just like lay back and throw anxiety out the window. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
1: I just, I don't give way to thoughts that make me, um, really like anxious nervous. You know, I think there's a good level of healthy nervous and excitement nervous. Okay. Um so I definitely was super excited. Um and but I also just didn't overthink it. And luckily, like I said, I'd been singing this song for so long. So I my thing is is you know, being a bit over prepared for something, then you can relax when you're there. Um, because that was the thing is I wasn't really nervous about singing the song because I had sang it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um and I also, you know what, I've learned to just be myself and and if 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 someone likes me, then they like me. If they don't, then, you know, that's their problem, not mine. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, I, and to enjoy the moments too, because I think with the whole perfection, um, side of things and always wanting to be perfect in that comes overthinking and overthinking. You don't remember the moments or the memories being made. And that's so important to me, um, to, to sit back and just actually enjoy and remember these things because you only live once. Wow. And so if you're constantly overthinking what you're going to say, what you're going to do, how you're going to sing it, um, at the end of the day, it's going to work. It's going to happen the way it's going to happen. You just have to trust that.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And even though there is a video of it on YouTube, you don't want to sit there and watch it back on YouTube, like on the edge of your seat with popcorn saying, I don't remember any of this. So I'm glad that somebody filmed it all. Yeah
1: yeah yeah that was and you know it was really fun too because for me um it was like a full circle moment from singing the song as a child to being able to work with David and you know I'll say a lot of my comfort level came from David as well because he's such he's such a professional and so um just relaxed in who he is too that he really makes you feel like you're at home Mm. um so you know being able to work with great people really contributes to that as well
0: So this might be me being Captain Obvious, but when you were on this show back in January 2018, we were talking about your Bridges album, which features you and a whole bunch of legends singing classic songs, and now here it is the end of 2021, and we're finishing up talking about you doing another project like that. So is that a case of, oh gosh... I don't want to get typecast as, oh, the girl who remakes classic songs with different music legends, or is it, oh my gosh, Bruce, no, like if that's all I do <laughs> recording-wise, that that sure is not hard to take, singing classics with one music legend after another. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think you said it right there. I'm, I, I don't, I can't stress enough that like you just in life, yes, it's important to care maybe sometimes about what other people think, but at the same time people, if they want to put me in a box, they can, but at the end of the day, it's up to me to put myself in whatever box I want to be in, or if I want to be outside of the box and do whatever I want, you know? So it like, things that seem impossible or maybe seem like I'm stuck in some place. It's up to me to get out of it. You know, it's, and so I really don't, I don't focus on that too much I just am enjoying what I'm doing and working with David just seemed to happen so naturally and then with the Bridges record it's you know what I honestly feel like the Lord has blessed me so much to be able to work with these country music legends um, because I've learned so much through every moment that I've spent with each of them mm-hmm. and it's just to me it's a blessing so if someone puts me in a box or thinks it's a negative thing you know that's that's their opinion, and I don't, you know, I probably could care less about that one because it. I I love the people I've been able to work with, and and if I get to continue to make duets with incredible people and legendary people, that's just a bonus for me, you know. I, I think it's beautiful, and I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, as I said, it's kind of captain obvious because come on, who's going to complain? Who's going to turn down the type of opportunities that that you have gotten? Exactly. And by the way, audience, I want to recommend that you check out. Mary Sarah's Bridges album I listened to it from start to finish on my drive back from the Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival it's just a fantastic Uh fantastic CD and I highly recommend that you go and check that out so I did mention in the intro that you are currently working on a new album so at this point in time what are you at liberty to disclose about that project i'm thinking things like number of songs when will it be out what stage is it currently at you know recording etc those types of things
1: yeah. so right now we've got four solid songs we're like totally in love with and we have already recorded um, but I think I'm looking to do seven in total so we're working on the next three here um, and I'm just really excited because if you look at my history of releasing music really the last time I released something that was original um, was back in 2016 um, when I I think the last thing I released it was without you and then it was just go with it which was two singles that I released um, but since then I haven't done anything and I think a lot of my fans are really like hey we want you know we love the duets and everything but yes we really want some original stuff so (laughs) I my thing about it is too though is I, I felt the pressure a bit from that but I also I don't want to rush it because it's so important to me to let the music do what it's going to do and let the music create itself. Um, so with these songs, um, two, two of the four that we've cut now, um, are actually written by other people. Um, the other two, I, I've been the co-writer on, um, but they all, I connect with so well and this next record for me is going to be such a, like a vulnerable one and kind of introducing, Mm my original like sound right now Mm -hmm. um, of what really makes me and what's, um, what's inspired me and you can really hear it in a lot of these songs that we've done um, but there's a, there's definitely a level of vulnerability uh, to this whole record that I'm just really excited uh, to share with the world because I think the biggest thing for me with my music is I just hope that it can help other people and meet them right where they're at too um, and let it do what it's done for me and in a way a lot of it has just healed me in a lot of ways So
0: It's amazing because Mary Sarah and I had had a wonderful time i'm reconnecting last month at the frank brown international songwriters festival and we're, we're on the same page today because i was waiting for you to finish because i was going to say well what's on your heart these days what what, what are people going to hear in these songs and you answered it before i could even ask it but so instead i will kind of come at the other three songs when you say there's four that are cut and you are hoping for seven so where will you go for those three will it be we'll still look to other writers or is it i do want to make sure that i write what's on my heart i do want to give my own original songs that aren't written for me to round out the remaining three songs
1: you know, I think, like I said, I want the music to kind of create itself. So whether it comes from other people, I'm fine with. If okay. it is things that come from my heart, I'm totally great with. I don't ever want to close the door on mm. either side
0: of those things, okay. Okay.
1: you know, it, because I could be handed a song. And the thing about having songs that are written by other people, I really think that there are so many songs that go unsung because a lot of people are like, well, I'm not a writer on it. Or, and the thing is though, is like for me, I feel I I started in entertainment. And so I almost feel like a vessel for songwriters who aren't entertainers and performers Mm. who just solely write for a living, who a lot of their songs don't see the light of day because of that. And so in a way, if I'm, you know, these other two songs that we have right now on there that I connect with them wholeheartedly I would not I would not cut a song just to cut a song if I didn't connect with it like it was my own and I'm okay though with saying I didn't write it because I think we all can relate in some way somehow and someone else can write a song that maybe hits your life story exactly you know a- a how it's written or what, whatever it is, you know? So I believe that I'm in a way I'm a vessel for that. So like I said, I don't really want to shut the door to that idea of letting other people write for me. Um, but I also obviously would love, you know, I'm I'm in the midst of writing a lot right now. So if there's one that pops out that I'm like, okay, this needs to be on the next record. Um, cause I think a lot of people think like, Oh, you go in and you just like write the songs and that's it. Like, no, you go in and you write 50 to find three That's right. you know
0: That's right. well and I think we got the privilege of hearing one of those songs at the Frank Brown Festival I'm talking about one of the songs that was not written by you but I believe that the show I was at that you performed one of the songs that someone else wrote that is probably going to be on this album yes
1: I did, I yeah, did. Yeah. So that original song you heard is it was called Stubborn and it was actually written by Hillary Lindsay, Shane McAnally and Ashley Gorley, which are some pretty amazing writers to have on a song. Yeah. And yeah, those yeah. are three phenomenal writers here in Nashville. So I couldn't ask for I mean, if I was gonna have a song written by other people, those are the people I would ask for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there was a moment last month when I was at your show. At the Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival when you told the audience that as much as you are a songwriter, you're a performer first. And you were saying that to set up a song you were about to perform that you didn't write. And I've got to say, I really did see a change. You you pushed your guitar to the side, you let someone else play for you. And wow, I, I was waiting for you to get off the stool and stand up, take the microphone off the stand. I mean, there really is the Mary Sarah who is the performer.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Bruce, I literally started on the road when I was 12 years old on tour with kids, Bob, and that was my, that was my first taste of music and what life on the road is like and being a performer and entertainer. Um, so, you know, yeah, performing for me really is at the end of the day, like if it's so funny because sometimes my family will be like when's the last time you performed? Because I'll be in a funk or something.
2: Mm.
1: And they'll be like, have you gotten on stage anytime soon? It's almost like a remedy for me <laughs> something, like something I definitely need because it's just instilled in me. I've always, since I was a little girl, just been a little bit more on the theatrical side.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, the topic I really should have probably had you talk about first is having become a mother at the beginning of the year. So all of a sudden your baby, your daughter has to be, the priority over your music career. Tell the audience what that's like to be a performer and now be in a position where everything you're pursuing professionally has to be adjusted and become your second priority.
1: It's, it is so wild. First, I am just extremely blessed. I think, um, she was born on January 6th, 2021 and she is literally the light of my life. I, I, I had purpose before, but now it's unlike any purpose I feel like I've felt before. She is incredible. And, you know, the adjustment has been wild, I will say. its uh, (laughs) I think a lot of people, actually, when I first kind of announced that I was pregnant, I think in a lot of people's brains, they think, oh, well, she's a mom now. So, you know, probably music's not really going to be anything anymore. And that's a very, like typical way of thinking or society's way of thinking and I just it was so funny because I'm just like no I think I think I get to decide when my music career is over yeah. <laughs> it. but yeah so it's been quite the adjustment and I think in a way it's like I have like this I have I have to slightly prove myself a little bit more um being a mom now and showing people like it, it's a longing of mine, um, as a 26 year old mom now who still wants a huge career and to continue to pursue a career. It is very, because, you know, like I said, people think automatically, Oh, they're a mom now, you know? So it's, it's a bit out of the ordinary to be like, no, I still want to continue on this big career path. And I want to, in a way, just be an inspiration to other women out there, um, who may have kids and they still want to continue in whatever career that they really love and are passionate about because it's not impossible. Yes, it takes a little bit more hard work, but it's not impossible. And so if you're willing to do that, you can totally, I mean, I, I just think honestly, women are really, really strong men are too, but women our perseverance and our emotional strength and everything. We are really capable of doing a lot of
0: things. But I like the point that you just made, insofar as my view was wow, she's really going to have to make a lot of adjustments as it relates to going about what was very routine for you before. In other words, someone wants to do a right, sure, you're available. Someone has a booking for you, sure, you're available. Just walking out the door, you didn't have to think twice about it, and now it's, well, hold on a minute, because I have to think about the baby and her schedule, et cetera. But the point that you made is by doing it, you can show other people that, guess what? Yeah, those things do happen, and you definitely change your schedule, but it's very doable. Look at Mary Sarah doing it
1: yeah yeah that's you know that's what i i I hope from my music to my life that i can just help and inspire in any takeaway. and i'm not perfect by any means by the way this is let me just state that (laughs) first and foremost i'm not a perfect mom i'm not a perfect daughter you know i so i make my mistakes but i you know i definitely i'm I give all the credit to the Lord, though, uh, when it comes to my life and being able to do things. And I'm very blessed with a team of people, too, including my family, as well as a couple other team members that are just so supportive and would do anything for me. So it really, I'm just I'm incredibly blessed for sure.
0: Yeah. This on the job training of becoming a mom is a lot easier when you have that great support around you.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I will tell you that that is a big big factor if you are wanting to pursue any type of career to make sure you find those people that can be um your go-to's when you need it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville by singer, songwriter, guitar player, Mary Sarah. Visit her official website at marysarah.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. On her website, do look for the links to engage with her on social media. Mary Sarah is practically everywhere online, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and I believe even Snapchat. Her music is available practically everywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Deezer, most digital platforms december 21st she will be performing in houston get details on that show on mary and by the way on the show page for this episode at nhte.net i'm also going to put a link to mary sarah's first appearance on this show so you can go back and listen to her talk all about having finished fifth on season 10 of the voice and then making her grand old opry debut two weeks later I'm going to drop in a little Christmas idea here. If you did not hear my interview last week with Chad Jeffers, the guitar player for Carrie Underwood, go back and listen to it right away. On that episode, I gave out an offer for the online class that you hear me talk about every week. If you go to interviewtipscourse.com, you're going to see the full price. So this deal that I'm referring to is an exclusive for listeners of last week's episode. And by the way, it's only good through December 31st. So if you want it for yourself, or if you know a musician, an actor, a comedian, an author, a life coach, an entrepreneur, someone who gets interviewed... This is a great Christmas gift idea and at a reduced price. Do go back and listen to episode 409 for that limited time offer and get yourself or the person on your Christmas list closer to getting more results from being interviewed on radio, TV, podcasts, etc. Mary Sarah, let's go back to a couple things I just mentioned in there. First is set the record straight. Are you on Snapchat?
1: Yes, sir. I am. I am. It's actually, and it's, it's different from all my other usernames. So usually like my Instagram's Mary Sarah music mm-hmm. on Snapchat. It's Mary Sarah snaps.
0: Okay. So have you found it to be beneficial though in, in promoting your music career? Because I don't feel like there have been many guests at all in the show who have talked about leveraging Snapchat for their music career.
1: It's honestly pretty wild. Um, it's, it's one of those things that Like built up kind of on its own. I honestly didn't even realize it. Um, but I looked at it one day and all of a sudden I was like a verified account and um, I guess that I had the following enough. And so, you know, I've got, I think I've got like close to like eight to 10,000 like followers on there. So yeah, I mean, it definitely is something that I can leverage and, and people look at, um, which is very, very cool. And, um, I like funny filters too, and they tend to have a lot of those. So that's fun too. <laughs>
0: Well, the other one that I wanted to go back to was TikTok, because how funny is it that after we just got through talking about Snapchat and whether it can help an artist with promoting their music career, the video of yours that really blew up on TikTok was you dancing in Costco and not even to your own song, mind you.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, tell uh, Bruce, I am telling you, it is so funny, the things, it it honestly blows me away sometimes, the things that actually go viral, I'm like... uh, Seriously, that, I mean, even on Instagram, I have some reels right now that are just so random and they've got, one of them's got almost a half a million views on it. And I'm like, this is just crazy. So, you know, I think it's a testament though, for people like who do so, who need social uh, media for a living, you know, I think it's an encouragement that like, stop putting so much pressure on it because Mm -hmm how was I supposed to know that the most random things that I did that I really didn't put a crazy amount of time into are the ones that went viral and it was just me being myself. Um, so, you know, I think that's an encouragement and it honestly encourages me to go, okay, maybe I'm overthinking some of these things sometimes. Uh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, there's a couple of great points that you made in there that I want to go back to, especially for those of you in the audience who are aspiring performers. If you're so, so strict with yourself and you say, no, this is my music account. I can't have personal stuff on there. Here's Mary Sarah to attest to the fact that someone sees this video going viral of her dancing in Costco. And what's the first thing they do? They say, who is this person? So all of a sudden now they're discovering Mary Sarah and hopefully her music. So don't, limit yourself in that way because it's going to lead people to your music. And the other thing is, you know, Mary Sarah is an absolute sweetheart. She is an absolute sweetheart and she is as genuine and down to earth as they come. And so you just heard her say you know, this is who I am. I'm silly. I'm this, I'm that. And people are going to see the real you by putting yourself out there and being a little bit vulnerable. I mean, you know, ladies letting people see you without makeup, you know, guys doing something that's like, okay, this is kind of goofy, but okay, I'll go along with it. And again, it leads to just people wanting to connect with you further and hopefully checking out your music.
1: I think with that Bruce too, as well of just being so much yourself when you put yourself out there, because I think for me, I think about the fact that I, if I were to be anybody else or try to be something that I'm not, I can only withhold that for, or I can only like withstand that for so long. I can only like be that for so long until eventually you break because if that's not truly who you are and you're trying to be somebody else it's gonna weigh on you it'll get to you eventually and so that's my thing with social media is I'm just like you know what I'm gonna be it's I am I like being more vulnerable and honest because then no one expects anything different or is questioning or, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, I like so that. I, I definitely cry. And that's where my thought process goes with that is just being myself and, and just letting like, you know, a lot of people have like their, um, verified account, but then they have like a personal account. And I'm like, no, I don't do that. So if anybody ever follows you and says it's them on some personal account or something, it is not me. Mm. All of my verified accounts are me. okay wow.
0: <laughs> so i also mentioned that you're going to be performing in houston on december 21st what is it like when you're working on a new album in terms of the live performances mindset is it a case of yeah i'm I'm just all about staying focused on the new project right now i'm not really looking to go out and do shows or is it no i actually want to go out and try some of the new stuff live to both tease the new album and to see how people react to the new songs
1: The latter half. Yes, I definitely, I am very much so. I want to see how people react to the new stuff. It's, um, I, it isn't like surprising, I guess, if you keep it to yourself. But at the same time, I'm really, I think I'm like really antsy to just get it out there anyways. So if I have an opportunity to perform it, um, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> so I am, I'm excited for the 21st. It's, um, at a place that I have performed a lot at. I did my album release, uh, in Houston for the Bridges record at the Mucky Duck, which is where we'll be at on the 21st of December here. Um, and yeah, it'll be good to be back at home as well too. Um, I've been, you know, not traveling as much because of the little one. Um, but yeah, it'll be good to be home and have a hometown crowd for it. So,
0: so what would you say to the up and coming performer who is nervous about doing what you just suggested, which is going out and testing out new songs on an audience? Because I think there is an element of fear that, well, what if I play some of these new songs and I don't get a good reaction to them?
1: I think the answer to that is you, you cannot, no one can make everyone happy. (laughs) So at the end of the day, if your music makes you happy, Mm. I think that's what matters um, because there are going to be people who connect with it. And there are going to be people who um, relate just like you do to your music. And so of course there's always going to be, quote unquote haters, I guess people who might have a different opinion about what you're doing. But if you know who you are and you know that this music is you, you can't, you just, I say, put blinders on, you know, and go, okay, well, I can't, I can't make everyone happy.
0: Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is if you go test those songs out at some place on a Tuesday night where there's nobody there. And I mean, like there's a dozen people there and like half of them aren't connecting with it. You can't focus on the half that aren't connecting because you're going to do a show somewhere where there's going to be 200 people and there's going to be six out of 200 instead of six out of 12. And you're not even going to know. So I love your advice, Mary Sarah, that as long as you're connecting with the song and you really feel it and you say, this is one of my songs. I'm proud of this. I'm putting it on my record. I'm releasing it as a single, whatever. Then yeah, there's always going to be someone out there. That's not going to like a song.
1: Exactly. And we can always feel the pressure to conform because of other people's opinions. Mm. And Mm that's that's the thing about being an artist though is not willing to conform just because someone else thinks you need to do this and do that knowing who you are and knowing your sound and what you want to say to the world um, comes from you and you only it can't be it can't come from anybody else
0: well and you know in this day and age where such a priority has been placed on mental health think about what that could do to you if you focus on the people that didn't like it what's the alternative you're going to have to write a new song <laughs> you're not going to release that song so you know for your own well-being you do have to as you were saying earlier in the conversation mary sarah you do have to take the higher road you know and you do have to say look i'm proud of this song and i'm going to move forward with it and just be proud of it and not let that weigh you down because it'll keep you up all night and that's not healthy
1: Yes, I totally,
0: yeah. Let's talk about something on your website called Cadence Hope. Can you tell the audience what that is as well as what your connection is to it?
1: Of course. So King's Hope is a foundation that helps families with babies in the NICU, which is the NICU. Um, so premature babies, um, and they help out families. So a lot of people don't really think about the fact that, um, a lot of hospitals in the U S um, especially smaller ones don't have the necessary equipment for premature babies. And so a lot of the times those babies are either uh, taken to or life to into a bigger hospital or a bigger city city. Um, and what happens is, is a lot of those families can't afford to, um, pay for that hotel in that big city to be able to be with their child as they're, Mm. um, getting better and bigger in the NICU. And, um, and so that's, you know, Caden's Hope is really a foundation that helps with that. And wherever the need is though, it's not just hotels. It's kind of like, Hey, you have medical bills? What, where can we help you? Um, and so I met, gosh, Wayne Keller, he's, he's the, um, founder of Cadence Hope. And he met me at an Oak Ridge Boys concert. Um, I was fifth or no, I, I want to say I was like 17 years old, I think. And, um, he had no idea who I was, but I was there to, um, sing a song, sing where the boys are with the Oak Ridge Boys on their show in Galveston mm-hmm. and Wayne, just came up to me after the whole show was done. We were backstage. We had just walked out the back door and he comes up to me and he goes, I have this crazy feeling, but I think you need to be our national ambassador for our foundation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is so random. All right. So he hands me this pamphlet though. And I start reading about Caden's hope. And the crazy thing is, as I look at him and I go, um, do you like know like do you know me? Do you know my history? And Wayne's like, No, this is I this I just saw you sing tonight. This is the first I've ever heard of you, but I just have this really strong feeling that you need to be our national ambassador. And I said, well, you're not going to believe this, but my brother was born at a pound and a half as a preemie. Mm. And my mom is a single mom having to take care of him and a foundation like Kings hope would have been so amazing for my mom. Mm. So when reading that, I just felt such a weight to go and help and be a part of it. And so we've, we've done so many events and we've raised a lot of money for Cadence Hope through the years. Um, it's been really incredible to watch and see the growth of it. And um, if anybody wants to check it out, it's cadencehope.org. Um, it's really an amazing foundation.
0: Wow. And again, just like the David Frizzell thing, here you walk off from something where you say, I'm here to sing a song with the Oak Ridge Boys and you think that's it. And now, all of a sudden, this opportunity presents itself, just like walking off from the fundraiser after doing two songs. And there's David Frizzell saying, We need to do something. And keep in mind, I think you said you were only 17 years old at that time. Yeah, I was. I was. Wow. Wow. Well, on a little lighter note, is something else on MarySarah.com, which is a wine collaboration that you've done.
1: Yes, with Lear Vineyards. It's so fun. Um, I, a few years back, I was doing a show and I ran into a guy named uh, Stefan and he um, was co-owner of this vineyard. And in conversation of just knowing that he worked with a vineyard, I, I have always, I don't know why, this is just too funny to even talk about because and to even know that it's real now and that we have a wine named it, but my, my actual name, Mary Sarah, it's like, it's like the word orange. Like it just doesn't rhyme with anything. (laughs) And so I was like, well, what am I going to do with like products and stuff? Like one day, like if I make something like nothing rhymes with my name, like, or like any like fan names or anything, but I always wanted, because I always knew there was a petite Syrah that I could name my wine, Mary Syrah. <laughs> it's so cheesy and so funny, but we did it. I told him that idea and he said, you know what? I love that idea and we're going to make you a wine. And so now I have a wine and it's a petite Syrah called Mary Syrah.
0: So cool. So cool.
1: It's kind of crazy how life just happens that way, where you just run into people. And like, like we've been saying, just opportunities kind of find their way to you. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, as we head into the home stretch here i mentioned in the intro about your being a part of five specials done by country rebel share with the audience about those including how slash where they can see them
1: yeah. So, um, Country Rebel is such a great outlet. I've actually been such a fan of the content that they've put out for years now, and I've kind of been able to watch them grow into what they are. Um, but we did, we went in, um, and they actually have a ranch here in Tennessee. So they have like the Country Rebel, like ranch. <laughs> and we went out there and we, uh, filmed, um, four of my original songs. And then we actually filmed the duet with David Frizzell. You're the reason God made Oklahoma, Um, and so we, I think there's been the release of the year, of the reason God made Oklahoma and as well as two other, my originals. And I think there's two more to go, two more to look forward to. So, um, if you want to check that out, it literally is just facebook.com backslash country rebel, um, as well as Instagram it's at country rebel. Um, they're all verified. So Um, they, they will be posting it, but you can also just follow along with me. As soon as they post something, I am posting right after, um, they've been so wonderful and I've, I've seen such uh, great reviews and, um, views on the videos that they've already posted. And so it's just really awesome. They're, they're such a great outlet.
0: Awesome. Awesome. We're going to close today with a Christmas version that you have done of a classic John Denver song. Before I let you go and I play that song, share with us all about this project.
1: So I, back in 2018, um, I've been working with a company called Boot Barn for years now. And in 2018, they asked me to do a commercial for them and they wanted Country Roads by John Denver. Um, And so we ended up cutting a version of it And it was actually around Christmas time when we had done that. And so in the studio, as I'm singing the song, I had kind of talked to my team about doing something for Christmas. And we were like, what do we do? It's getting really close here. I wonder, like, what can we put out? And like in the midst of recording, I'm thinking, you know what? This song, for some reason, is giving me a bit of a Christmas vibe and I think I figured out why and because in everybody's different but for me for the holidays it's all about going home and getting to spend time with your family and your friends and that Country roads itself, the lyrics itself—it's take me home, country country roads to a place I belong. Um, it, it reminds me of that, almost going home for the holidays. So we Kent Wells who produced it, we just had fun getting to put some jingle bells on there and. I didn't want it to come out of nowhere because country roads is such a classic um, legendary song. Um, I I definitely didn't want to make it cheesy at all with adding Christmas um, jingle bells and everything to it. So we really want to do it tastefully. And so we actually intro the song uh, with just a snippet of uh, I'll be home for Christmas and it leads it into country roads with some jingle bells and some bells. And um, I think hopefully uh, everyone else agrees maybe that it was done tastefully. I don't know. You can, everybody can have their own opinion, but I love it. And it really, it makes me feel like it's Christmas. So,
0: but you know, I love the vision with that because there is so much, I don't want to say pressure, But there's so much thought around an artist saying, I really should do something for a holiday project. Should I release a single? Should I try to write a Christmas song? Especially since those kind of things are being recorded in the middle of summer, it's even more difficult to write a Christmas song when it's June or July. And so a lot of times the fallback is, well, I'll just cover some of the standards. So I love this vision of saying, well, you know what, the way you described it, this song kind of gives you that Christmas, that holiday feel. So why don't we do something around that? But I love what you just said at the end there about, you know, let's respect the classic that it is and not really commercialize the thing to death
1: yeah yeah that's, I'm very much so I forever and you know what I learned that through the Bridges record that I did that you know you do not want to take something that is so amazing already and just completely turn it and do whatever you want with it you really have to recognize that this song is legendary for a reason and it has stood the test of time for a reason um, and to just make minute adjustments that's the same thing with you the reason God made Oklahoma I mean about the only thing we did to that was speed it up just a little bit mm-hmm. but that's it you know we still wanted the same feel of the song so that's uh what we tried to accomplish with uh take me home country roads
0: outstanding outstanding well mary sarah it was so great to have you back on the show long overdue happy holidays to you and your family and god bless you i can't wait to see more of of what's coming from you with with the new record
1: Bruce, thank you so much, and you are so wonderful to get to talk with. So I so appreciate you bringing me back onto the show, and I can't wait for the next time.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, Mary Sarah. Do visit her official website at marysarah.com. Again, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on her website, look for the links to connect with her on social media facebook twitter instagram i've been following her on those three since she and i recorded our first interview almost four years ago so please do the same we didn't even talk about her youtube channel which as i said in the intro has over one million combined video views so definitely go subscribe there and then watch and like the videos on her channel which by the way has ten thousand subscribers and i did mention earlier the behind the scenes video for You're the Reason God Made Oklahoma. Remember also about Mary Sarah on TikTok and following her on there, as well as Snapchat too. As I mentioned before, I will put a link on the show page for this episode at nhte.net so you can go back and hear the first interview we did way back on episode 135. December 21st, if you are in the Houston area, she will be performing there. Get details about that show on marysarah.com and keep up with her online for both news about her upcoming new album that she talked about, as well as for details on where and when you can go see her perform live. Please tell Mary Sarah that you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Again, Christmas is only getting closer, and so is the December 31st expiration date on the exclusive offer I made on last week's episode of this show, episode 409, with Carrie Underwood's guitar player, Chad Jeffers. For my online class at interviewtipscourse.com, listen to that conversation with Chad so you can hear the details I gave out that will allow you to save on the price of the online on-demand course that gives you close to 30 tips to maximize interviews you're doing as the guest on radio, TV, podcasts, and more. Plus, it gives you more than 15 resources you can use to find more interviews. Don't delay on listening to that episode, purchasing with the limited time discount, and then getting yourself on the way to getting more results from getting interviewed. For now, that will do it for episode 410. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Mary Sarah. This is the one she just talked about. It's her Christmas version of Take Me Home, Country Roads.
2: I'll be home. Christmas Almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River Life is old there Older than the tree country road.